Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, guys, welcome back into the Go247 podcast. I'm Glenn West, senior writer here at the site, uh, joined by Dylan Sanders, our contributing writer. Um, we're both back now from LSU's final uh, home win of the season, of the 2022 season. Uh, LSU knocked off UAB 41-10 to to improve to 9-2 and on the season. Uh, it was a cold one. It was a rainy one. Um, and I – believe now about an hour after we got back here uh that i'm finally thawed out and uh a little bit warmer uh let's just put it that way uh it was freezing cold on the press box uh of course it was freezing cold for all of the fans who stayed and and got to watch that game uh you know for all you fourth quarter fanatics out there uh i praise you it was not a very fun game to sit down and watch football for four quarters in terms of just the conditions um but lsu put that to rest pretty early they got they jumped out on uab pretty early um had a really great nice a really great performance from Jaden daniels um but uh but you know dylan just how are we feeling about this game overall what were your uh, big takeaways i guess um, I think they hit on pretty much everything that we needed them to hit on. The offense came back with a uh, with a good performance, which is kind of what we needed to see after they struggled against Arkansas. This is a team that you're supposed to be able to beat and supposed to be able to handle, and you do just that. And I'm very kind of mentioned it. This is a this is a good roster. Um, the coaching staff has kind of let them down, in my opinion, this year. But uh, it, with UAB. Um, it is a good roster, so they you do beat a bunch of good, solid veterans. Um, but Jaden Daniels came out and had a uh, Jaden Daniels of old at this point uh, performance. Uh, you know, it was uh, it was not like UAB. He came out, he threw the ball confidently, and had a bunch of really nice deep balls this game, which was kind of yeah, kind of crazy. You had this was maybe his best game as a passer, just in terms of consistent deep threats yeah no I, I would agree I mean um, I, I I thought probably coming in the biggest thing that I wanted to see and we talked about it on Friday or Thursday I think Thursday um, but the biggest thing I wanted to see was just him find that rhythm again him to get back into you know those performances that we saw against Florida against Ole Miss against Alabama uh, wanted to get you know definitely see him uh, you know find that zone again and he looked every bit the the quarterback he was in those three games and and better i thought he was really decisive with his uh with his throws um you know i think the 47 yarder to malik neighbors on that first drive really kind of uh set the tone for the rest of the night i thought he that was a great throw and a great catch from neighbors um they they linked up i think seven times for uh close to 130 yards so uh, it was nice to see those guys get, uh, you know, get that connection going early in the game. And uh, I just thought Jaden, you know, as a passer, was just extremely efficient. Uh, th- completed seventy six percent of his passes, threw for two ninety seven. 
ran for an additional 111 on the ground. Um, man, he's so fast. I mean, though some of those some of those runs that he had in this game, uh, you just you, you can't help but just think he's one of the more electric athletes really in the entire country when he's when he's on like that when he's got both you know the, the pass and the run uh, working this well he's extremely hard to stop and you can absolutely see why you know, Brian Kelly and this uh, you know staff really wanted him why they went into the portal to grab him uh, he's he's a game changer and uh, I thought he was terrific throughout the entire night um, really just making some some good throws consistently pushing the ball downfield um, uh, I think a big stat that uh, I wouldn't say it went underrated for this night, but you know, eleven of thirteen on third downs, um, I thought was a, a really telling sign of just how uh, aggressive and how consistent this offense was. I think they scored touchdowns on four of their first five possessions, and uh, it was that it was the kind of the fast start that we were hoping to see all season. Uh, I think from an offensive perspective, this was about a a fast start as they've had all year. Uh, there was one game, uh, I think, earlier this year where they might have scored their first five touchdowns on their first five drives. I can't exactly remember what game that was. Um, but they really came out and, and I think set the tone early. And it was nice to see Jaden kind of have a bounce back game like that. Um, just, I guess, offensively, was there any big takeaway uh, outside of Jaden, or or do we want to keep talking about Jaden? What just what were some of your bigger, I guess, bullet points that you 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 thought you wanted to see from the offense? Yeah, Jaden and uh, neighbors. I mean, if we're gonna have Josh Williams back, but miss Armani Goodman, Armani Goodwin for a year, I guess we can can talk about the running backs and how John Emery's uh, fumbling issues came back twice in this one. Uh, which is not what you want to see in this type of game. Uh, Cost LSU some points. Uh, luckily, it didn't matter, but those are two likely scoring drives killed by uh, John Emery fumbles in UAB territory. And uh, Noah Kane had a bounce-back performance. It felt like he could have had seven touchdowns in this one uh, if they really wanted to, wanted to press it. But uh, he had a good, good, strong running game, which is kind of what you want to see. Um, so I guess that's, you know, important to take away. And, uh, if it sounds like Charles Turner might miss a couple games, um, Marlon Martinez, I think had a good game at center. And I think the offensive line held up pretty well overall. Yeah, uh, I would say so. You know, just a couple of, um, I guess house planning, house issuing, uh, kind of deals in terms of injury. Um, sounds like, uh, Charles Turner is going to be out for a little while. Um, Coach Kelly said he's pretty banged up, but um, we'll see. He, he did kind of give a little cheeky grin there at the end of that answer, saying uh, it might, you know, force him to, you know, with with Martinez playing so well, might force him to, you know, get back a little bit sooner and heal up a little bit faster. Um, but uh, in terms of other guys, it sounds like you know Armani Goodwin's going to be out for the season uh, with a knee injury. That's just brutal luck for 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 Goodwin, um, guy who just hadn't been able to stay on the field this year. Unfortunately, he had some really good moments early in the year, I thought, and uh, was was a, a huge part of this offense. But just had some 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 bad injury luck for a second straight year. So he had the hamstring this year. He also had the knee this year. So hopefully he can get back and and be ready for spring and maybe uh, be able to contribute next year. 
Um, but you know, those are probably the two biggest ones um, that we saw or that we kind of heard uh, about. Uh, Kayshawn Booty didn't play in this game. Uh, he's been battling the flu um, all week is what it sounds like. He got sick on Wednesday, so uh, they he wanted to go. Yeah, this has been all likely his, his probably his last game in Tiger Stadium, so – Bummer that he was, you know, uh, unable to play in this one. But uh, sounds like he'll be ready to go for next week. Um, they 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 think he'll be uh, well, feeling well enough to play uh, against A and M in the in the home uh, in the season finale, the regular season finale before uh, they take on Georgia. So uh, you know, it'll be good to get Kayshawn back. And you know, look, I think you know, offensively, one of the big things that I saw today was just guys taking advantage of their opportunity. I wrote this in our observations piece was um, Noah Kane, the, the running back obviously was 16 or with 76 yards on 13 carries and the three touchdowns. Um, but I thought Jack Besh you know, had a, had a really nice night, three catches, 61 yards. Um, Besh had really kind of been a forgotten man. I think in this offense, he'd been battling some injuries, uh, hadn't really seen the field as consistently in recent weeks. And for him to have a little bit of a, remember me kind of game um, I, I thought was really important for his confidence. It was, you know, adds another layer to this offense in terms of you know, a playmaker, a guy who can go out and make tough catches and, and move the sticks. And so hopefully they find a way to work uh, Jack back into this uh, offense a little bit more consistently. Um, I thought that was a good sign. Uh, Malik neighbors was the star. I thought offensively outside of Jaden, uh, he was, uh, a really just extremely impressive in terms of the catches he was making, the separation he was getting off of his routes. Um, that was something we talked about last week was it was a really all-encompassing kind of failure for the offense last week in terms of the you know receivers not being able to create much separation. I thought, you know, in these conditions, you know, it was windy, it was rainy, uh, it was cold. Um, for, for them to be able to have that kind of performance, I thought was was really good to see. Uh, and it should help them uh, kind of moving in uh, to next uh, to next week and into the Georgia game. So um, with that, I guess we can move over to, to defense, um, touch on the defense a little bit. Uh, really liked what I, I saw from the defense from really the second quarter on. Um, you know, they kind of got you know, screwed with the, uh, the, the bad field position there on the very first drive. The special teams allowed a 61-yard kickoff return again special teams has just not been not very good not been very good for LSU all season and that continued tonight um cost them some points and so UAB started off their first drive I think at LSU's 30 yard line and was able to uh to, to score on that opening possession um secondary looked a little bit off in the first couple drives I think they were trying to I think they thought it was going to be much more of a running game plan, uh, to be honest with you, with UAB. And they came out, I think, uh, slinging the football a little bit more than maybe LSU thought. And so uh, kind of got caught there in a little uh, for a little stretch of the game. But uh, over the last you know eight, nine drives of the game, seven punts, two turnovers on downs, uh, I thought just a really consistent effort um, uh, really over the final three quarters of play. Um, what what were your some of your big takeaways, I guess, defensively? Um, uh, Greg Penn continued to have a, a good couple of uh, a good couple of weeks with uh, leading the team in tackles today, and um, Harold Perkins, unsurprisingly, had a couple of uh, 
really big stops. Ali Gay had a he had a pass breakup, which I feel like could be his first in his career. It wouldn't surprise me. Um, Actually, it's probably it's most definitely not Ali. uh, His very first game against Mississippi State in 2020 when he was here he had an absolutely insane game where he had like oh yes three passes defended he had a couple stacks a couple tackles for a loss so like he had that one breakout game really for his first career game um but he but yeah he he had a really nice night i thought tonight as well this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, it was a a group effort. I don't think that there was like a shining star there was definitely no one on uh harold perkins's level last week no. but uh i think it was again a, a solid team effort they uh they kind of held together the secondary was looking a little iffy at times but then they ended up forcing uab to bench their quarterback so yeah it, it, it kind of held together and matt house continues to show he is a, a master of adjustments brian kelly gave him a shout out after the after the game but uh we've been saying it all year like he just knows exactly what to do to stop whatever is going well, which is something that, you know, is a foreign concept to a lot of LSU fans. Like if you think back to Bo Pelini against Mississippi state, refusing to change anything. And then now you have Matt house who knows exactly what to change on any given play to stop what is, uh, what is going? And I think I, I do want to give a shout out. Like we mentioned, they've done this really well. You have these teams with a prolific running back who you know they want to get their ground game running, and LSU just comes in and shuts them down. Yeah. Uh, Dwayne McBride, who again was touted, we touted him as like a, you know, it's the same. It's literally the same exact story as Rocket Sanders last week. Uh, we touted him as this great running back, and he is. And then he comes in, plays against LSU, and has 13 carries for 34 yards, which is yep. just extremely, extremely uncharacteristic. And even Jermaine Brown Jr., six carries, 24 yards. He's a big – he's not a big – he's not big at all. He is uh, fast and a big threat uh, with his speed, but it was held in check outside of that uh, that – that run and get, shout out to Jerry Jenkins on special teams. He was a, you know, tackling machine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I, I, I thought defensively the game plan was always going to revolve around uh, McBride and what you were able to do with him. He came in averaging 156 yards on the ground himself uh, per game. Um, so that just tells you what kind of, you know, season he's been having. He's the leading rusher in all of college football and you lead and you hold him, to, to 34 yards on on 13 carries it was just a a really nice night again for lsu on the ground um certainly see the momentum just continuing to build there um uh, you mentioned ali gay i thought gay had a really nice um really nice sack he broke into the backfield and had a nice um nice play on their quarterback in the first half and uh cut a drive short. And so, you know, I, I thought it was just, you know, defensively what you wanted to see uh, for the most part, you know, there was a couple of miscommunications early in the game and 
some missed tackles, but like I said, over the final three quarters, they played pretty flawlessly. I think they had uh, six or seven uh, three and outs uh, over the final three quarters, so um, only allowed 105 yards in the second half. Um, that that's that's a winning formula any way you slice it, and so major props to Matt House and company for uh, dialing up that game plan and, and executing it. Uh, and it was just a, a really dominant night, I think, for LSU as a whole. Coach Kelly kind of said after the game that yeah, outside of some of the special teams mistakes that they made, uh, it was probably their most complete performance of the season. Um, I, I don't think those were the exact words you used, but um, that it was it was something along those lines. And I, I tend to agree. I think LSU looked really good in this game and kind of the best version of themselves. Thought Jaden Daniels definitely looked like the best version of himself tonight, um, and so it was just really important, I think, for LSU to get back on track. And uh, when you look around, I mean, college football. Uh, we'll get into this here in a minute, but for LSU to have a game like that, I'm sure it was a collective sigh of relief for a lot of the fans out <laughs> there because you, all you had to do was look at what happened with Ohio State, with Michigan, uh, with Tennessee, with TCU. I mean, all these teams with Georgia even uh, winning by only 10 points, uh, USC only winning by three points. Um, all these teams that are above or around LSU in the college football playoff standings had some some scary moments today. And I think that's um, that's something we really wanted to get into uh, more so than this game, um, just because it looks like, you know, LSU's continuing to inch a little bit closer to that college football playoff picture. Um you know, they, they, they are still in control of their own destiny, it looks like. And you're, you're obviously going to have to beat A&M. You're going to have to beat Georgia to really get into that uh, conversation. But um, just looking at some of the teams around LSU, Dylan, just uh, what are your thoughts on just kind of where this thing plays out, I guess, over the last week or two of this season? Well, I mean, the conversation is over of should LSU jump Tennessee if, uh, you know, if they win the SEC, which honestly at this point, you know, don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. The It's not as crazy as it seemed a couple of weeks ago. You know, Georgia has had a couple of these games this year now where they have, you know, struggled, but teams haven't been able to take advantage. Um, I don't think that they, they, outside of Hinden Hooker, I don't think that they've played a quarterback thinking back in my mind, that's as good as Jaden Daniels. Yeah. I'm trying to think, Uh, I mean, Bo Nix, but that was week one, Bo Nix. Yeah. And uh, Bo Nix has had a, has had a really good, really, really good year. Um, They, they won their game today uh, setting up for another playoff scenario that LSU needs to watch uh, Oregon versus USC in the PAC 12. Yeah. Well, it could, could come into play, I think. So, but yeah, I think LSU is entirely in their own d- control of their own destiny right now. Like the playoff picture is set. If you win out, you're in it 100%. I don't think that there's any question now. And yeah. uh, what's crazy to think if they, if they lose, the door opens up for Alabama to still make the playoffs, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, uh, there's, there's some wild scenarios out there for sure. You can never count out Clemson getting a backdoor sneak in as well um, as their as mm-hmm. an champ. Um, wouldn't wouldn't put it past the committee if, you know, LSU drops a game uh, over these final two for that to be a scenario. Um, Man, if LSU <laughs> loses 
we'll get into that next yeah. week. Yeah. If LSU loses A and M, I will be shocked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We'll 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 certainly dive in much more into A and M next week. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to kind of come in and give our thoughts. I think on the on the playoff uh, picture as a whole. And look, I think there's just there's no other way to put it other than LSU wins and you're in. I mean, they're, they're just kind of in that spot right now. And um, you, you win, you, that means you have you know, top 10 wins over Alabama, over Ole Miss at the time. And then of course over Georgia. So um, really, yeah, just- and, and th- this is the kind of performance you want to have while every, everybody is, you know, every team ahead of you struggles or loses. Um yeah. You were the highest ranked team that put their opponent put their opponent away, and uh, you know there was still a stage for you to uh, let down. It can happen any week. Uh, I mean, I don't know who how many people would have bet South Carolina doubling up on points uh, on Tennessee, which is just crazy to say. Yeah. Shout out Shane Beamer, um, another statement win for him. Yeah, uh, yeah like just saying. At, that we're at this point is uh, that we're saying, oh yeah, LSU if they win, they're 100 in the playoff is crazy to, th- to think about with with what Brian Kelly and Matt House and Mike Dinbrock and you know Brian Polian they even you know they've looked better. At, yeah, I mean this was a little bit of a step down game. They and they need to stop holding on a uh, on return on punt returns, but yeah, you know it, they've it, looked it, better. They haven't been point. as disastrous. Yeah, an extra point in this today. They had the big long. Trey Finnison got an extra point. Shout out to Trey Finnison, senior night. Yep, yep. They 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 started playing a little bit of the seniors there at the end of the game. Um, they had Derek Davis, uh, <laughs> the, the young speed the young safety playing running back. I mean, he uh he had a really nice uh, senior year his his senior year a couple of years ago as a running back. So maybe that's something they he had a couple re- really nice runs today. Yeah, yeah, he looked good uh, back there. I must say he he. Yeah, there might be something there. I mean, you know, he's the, he's of- the fastest. He would be the fastest player in that room without a doubt. Yeah. If he doesn't work out at safety, then he wants to make that transition. And I, I say go for it. You know, the LSU is going to be losing some of these uh, veteran backs here in the next year or two. And uh, they're, yeah, they're, they're already down our money. Goodwin for the year. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, who knows what's going to happen with Emory. Um you got Noah Kane potentially coming back another year, but you, know, you got Josh Williams in that backfield still. Does he come back next year? Um, just there's a lot of decisions to be made here. So uh, I'll be very interested to see how that works out. Um, but you just getting back to the playoff for a second. I thought that, you know, look, Tennessee's now out of it. Um, you, you, you're probably looking at LSU being number five heading into A&M week. Uh, and then Michigan and, and Ohio State play next weekend, uh, and the loser of that game is most certainly going to drop out of the top four. I would, I mean, I would imagine they would, and you mm-hmm. know that sets up LSU if they beat A and M, it'd be in the, the the playoff mix for the conference championship game. I think there's a scenario there where it's, if it's either Ole Miss or Michigan for LSU to slide into that number four spot ahead of the Georgia game. Uh, and then you're you're playing for your your playoff life in, in that game. So that's um, a really really I, interesting. Th- there was there was scenario. a point th- there was a point where uh, LSU could th- at this point today. Like th- I was thinking, like there was a point where LSU could have been in the top four 
this week yeah. uh, without oh, without the game. There was a bunch of like really it was a really solid week of of college football. I mean, um, that TCU Baylor game was just really just adrenaline, high, <laughs> high, high intensity adrenaline. In, and terrible, terrible to, clock management. Terrible clock but, management. To give credit to that special teams unit, that might be the fastest time I've ever seen a, a field goal unit line up and and kick their you know game winning field goal. Uh, that was really impressive, honestly, um, to see that. But yeah, have, it is a, an interesting weekend of uh, of clock management. Did you see what happened with Denham Springs and uh, and Denton or Benton in their playoff game? Yeah, yeah, that where. Was, uh, it, Man, that was an unfortunate one for Denham Springs. For those who didn't see it, um, it was uh, it was Benton. Benton kneeled with point no. six. No, it was, it was Denham, Denham Springs that kneeled with point six, or with uh, I think just under a second left. It was a home game, home playoff game for Denham Springs. They kneeled with under with just over or under a second left, um, and it was fourth down, and they essentially let the quarter let, they let the other team get a chip shot field goal for for the playoff win and it was uh just insane uh just an insane ending to that game heartbreaker for for the team that loses and it's just a a miracle for the team that wins it so i uh while we're, while we're talking about high school football I'll talk because i got to see two former tiger two future tigers take e go head to head uh with uh catholic versus um archbishop rummel it was uh sheldon samson versus ashton stamps and i i'm going to tell you right now i think ashton stamps three star will get playing time next year as a special teamer uh he is lightning fast uh, as a kick and punt returner and uh, is a great gunner. Uh, so, you know, just looking at what this team needs and how Brian Kelly mentions every week, he's like, we don't have any real gunners. I think Ashton Stamps uh, could could see playing time year one as a really legitimate uh, uh, punt returner and, and, and gunner. So that would be interesting. And then Shelton Sampson is just – a freak <laughs> he's yeah. so good i think i think he's going to come in and play a, a lot next year for lsu and you mentioned stamps i mean um stance was a guy that i'm not sure was entirely on lsu's radar before the summer um he came in and camped i want to say three or four different times for lsu this summer and earned his way to a scholarship from the tigers and um you know, those are the kind of stories that you know the coaches love that they they you know they they love that a guy is going to come back and 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 compete with you know other high schoolers in the in in the area and around the country and um he, he's he's I think he's going to be a good one for LSU a very underrated uh, member of this class um so it was good to see uh, those two go at it head to head for a little while. I mean, um, I mean, Sheldon definitely got the better of, of stamps, but at some point, like, you know, there's only so much you can do with how big and, uh, yeah, just how big and talented he is. But, um, stamps made, did have some good coverage plays, but yeah, what really stuck out to me is stamps special teams. And it seemed like he takes, he takes pride in it. I mean, I saw him last week with a, uh, kickoff, a kickoff return touchdown against, uh, John Errett and man so fast yeah yeah and you know a lot of these high schools now are, are in their playoff time um i did see that kyle parker the lsu uh committed receiver had a really big had a really nice game uh, in his texas high school football playoff game i think he went for 226 yards and three touchdowns um 
and he's still considered a three star right now on our twenty four seven sports Which composite is, rankings. Um, well, you have to, you feel it has to move up at some I point. I think he's going to be moving up very quickly. Um, he he's been so dominant this year in Texas football. I mean, like that's no. <laughs> I mean, joke there's not the yeah, there's not much, uh, not much, not not much else you can ask for from. And he moves, so he moves, he runs kind of like Alvin Kamara in in that it is it looks effortless with how fluid his movements are. Yeah, it's just so a like, natural. Somebody, natural, natural runner. Somebody on our board throughout the Jamar Chase comparison, and it's very similar. Mm-hmm. You know, even watching Jamar run, he doesn't look like he runs all that fast, but he he moves, man. He he's effortless with his movements. So, uh, so, some some really exciting um, players that are coming in with this freshman class uh, next year. Um, but before we get there, we get two more games, two more games of this team at least, and well, uh, th- three because you are going to get a bowl game. The bowl game, we'll get the bowl game, but we're. We, we know which next two <laughs> games are coming. So I think, uh, you know, with that, we'll be back next week to do a little preview of A&M and talk about some scenarios that might unwind between uh, you know, all these games that they got coming up here in the final week of the regular season. So uh, we'll certainly be back with you guys uh, sooner than later. So with that, we'll, we'll see you later. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.